Hello, Blank Green Canvas listeners. Do you enjoy this podcast? If so, please consider becoming a supporter on Anchor. You can support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Monthly contributions range from $0.99 cents a month to $4.99 a month and $9.99 a month. Visit anchor.fm slash blank dash green dash canvas and click support this podcast to become a monthly contributor. Hello, everyone. This is Noah Villaverde, host of the Blank Green Canvas podcast. And this week, I am joined once again for the third episode in a row. My good friend, Alan Gunn, how have you been? I am doing okay, although I feel sorry for your poor listeners who have to deal with me for the third time in a row. Yeah, uh, some people might mistaken us as just clones of each other or me just talking to myself given that our voices yeah. are actually pretty similar. Sorry if you heard that noise. But um, thank you for joining me once again, though. And um, joining us this week is actually an old friend of Alan and I's. Uh, just like our friend Ted last week, we knew this guy mainly online. And he has been a friend of ours for a couple years now. Joining me is Shaquille Lambert. How have you been, my friend? What's up? What's poppin'? <laughs> Good to talk to you guys. It's, it's been, it's a, been long a long day. Time. Also, uh, you, you mentioned... You mentioned sounding the same. No, y'all are the same. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> we are we are the same and everything else. Anyways, uh, Shaquille is actually based in uh, Canada. Toronto, right? Toronto, yeah. Just that, like, literally just outside Toronto. Like, we're talking, like, half an hour out. But, yeah, all the Yeah, same. so it's been a while since um, the three of us have been on a call, like, audibly together. Like, we haven't met up, all three of us, or anything else. Yeah, because, again, live on the other hey, side of the damn yeah. <laughs> Excuses. Yeah, anyways, yeah, but um, we, we do keep in uh, regular contact with each other through, like, um, online means, like social media. So um, we're, we still check on each other, like, uh, what, what are going on, you know, with movies, lot, our lives and everything else. We, we know a lot about each other. We, we became real friends through it, you know. So that's why I'm, I'm really happy to have you on, Shaq. I'm really happy to have you on. I'm glad to be yeah, here. Yeah, it's, it's nice. So um, anyways, I have my two friends here with me today with their mics and everything else to discuss um, this week, uh, probably one of the last few big summer blockbusters, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, or Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. But before we discuss that actual film, we're going to be discussing basically the entire Fast and Furious franchise, which I must say, the three of us have an interesting love for. Hell Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a very formative experience. The, the Fast mm-hmm. and Furious, at least the first one was to me, um, because before I was like a movie fan, I used to be a gearhead. Like I was all about just I didn't know that and everything. Like I used to get like Hot Wheels. I used to read the freaking like classifieds for like used cars and wow. shit as a kid. And then, then like the Fast and Furious is like one of those first movies that kind of really transferred me over. And like, yo, no. Movies are awesome. So did <laughs> Pixar's cars so do it was the, the same gateway thing drug? You? <laughs> oh hell no! Hell no! It did the opposite. Like after oh, that, he's like, "Screw this! I'm just going to movies." <laughs> I'm like, never again. <laughs> Next time you come to, if you ever come to California, Shaquille, uh, meet up with me and Alan. We'll go to Disneyland. We'll ride the Radiator Springs racers together, and we'll convert you. Yeah, we'll you, take you to okay? Radiator Springs, man. Why is that a thing? Um, Why is that big of a thing? To be fair, to that, be fair, that bothers me. That land me. is awesome. Is genuinely it is. awesome. It's a great land. 
you know, it's a fun land, you know, but, uh, so besides that, we're actually going to start off like with each of the films, give our brief uh, thoughts on each of them, starting off with the original The Fast and The Furious. By the way, the titling on these movies is probably a podcast in and of yes. itself. You know, it's like the Rambo movies, <laughs> but this one is a much different level of special, I'd say, in terms of their titling. So The Fast and The Furious, starring the late Paul Walker, obviously, uh, uh, Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster... You know, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, it was the one that started it all. And a lot of people always considered it to be a bit of a riff on Point Break, just with street racing and everything mm-hmm. else and all, which is funny. Remember when this series was just about street racing? Uh, back in my day. Oh, yeah. that It, it, ta- <laughs> it tapped into, like, import car culture, which is still, like, brand yeah. new oh, at yeah. the time. And it was just, like, seeing a world that you had never seen before. And, like, as an eight-year-old at this point... I was like, this is the coolest shit And remember shit how the I've finale, just remember like, how the finale is pretty much like, hijacking, was it DVDs or something? <laughs> That's the big finale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it's like VHS <laughs> Blu-ray combo. Yeah, the VCR DVD combo pack, yeah. basically, of those, like, that was a big export for them and everything else back then, the technology. This was 2000, right? <laughs> Shout out Panasonic-ish. <laughs> You know, but uh, Panasonic. But anyways, um, it, for, for, for me, it was actually one of the first DVDs my parents bought, uh, The Fast and the Furious. You know, when DVD was really starting to rise, uh, you know, as VHS was yeah. on its way out. So I remember that. I didn't really watch it until a little later on, you know, because my, I was very young. My parents wanted to protect me from certain movies when I was very, very young. But then I, I checked it out a little later on and I was like, oh, this is cool and all. And it's fun. I like cars and racing and it's... You know, action. I like th- seeing things explode and crash. But uh, first with Shaq, since you are the, this is your first time on this podcast, I just want to ask, do you have any memories with that first film in particular? Oh, um, I would say that, like, I remember just seeing, like, I never saw it in theaters because I was way too young mm-hmm. for it. My mom was not going to let me see it. Uh, but I remember seeing the commercial all the time, like, yo, what is this movie? But the main thing I always remembered seeing was that scene when, like, from the big finale when... Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel and Paul Walker are having their race and then pass the trains. But when Vin Diesel flips that car over when he crashes into the truck yep. is one of the coolest yeah, shots yeah. to me. Like that, I was like, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I want to see this today. <laughs> I didn't get to see it until like a couple years later when it showed up on right. TV. And I was like, no, this this movie rules. It's so much fun. And Alan, you have any thoughts on the original? Um, Well, I think I got to it a little later. Like, I don't think I caught up till... It was either four or five when I actually, like, did my marathon of the movies. Um, but, no, that first movie, obviously, it's a far cry from what we have now. Uh, and, yeah, it's kind of a point-break point break riff. But, man, there's just something so... It almost... Compare, compared to where we are now, it's almost kind of quaint. But there's something very just kind of... Kind of? Kind of. Uh, but it's just something very charming and generally likable about it. And, yeah, I mean, some great act. You know, the car stuff is great. And, uh, and I can say it's about the whole franchise, but this one in particular, since it is a bit more uh, low-key, uh, 20 years from now, t- well, okay, 20, like 40, 50 years from now, when I'm in the retirement home and I'm, you know, at the couch watching TV, they're going to be like, oh, Alan's watching his stories, like his soap operas, and it's going to be wa- the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> I think the first one in particular has that feel for me where it's like it's not that much action, but it's, you know, it's just kind of a fun, you know, seeing these characters' relationships kind of, form uh it's very fun and again it's a nice little time capsule compared to where we're at now 
I'll say, have you guys re- like rewatched it recently? Just, yes. Like, the soundtrack yes. alone makes this so dated. Like oh, when man. you hear stuff like dope or freaking uh, Limp Biscuit, <laughs> Limp Biscuit, Ja Rule being yeah. in it, ja Rule. at all, man, man. But yeah, back like, when he was like the hottest rapper in the world at that. Point. Oh yeah, well at that point, of course. But it's kind of funny you look back at, at that movie and everything else, and how it was a big hit. It, it did pretty mm-hmm. well. And it ended up starting a franchise, and it's also funny in retrospect how it, uh, Paul Walker really was the lead of that mm-hmm. movie, you know, even though we know, I mean, for other obvious reasons, that it's Vin Diesel's franchise, or we'll debate that when we talk about Hobbs and Shaw, but um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's interesting looking back how it just really started about this guy who's a cop, undercover, and everything else, checking all this out, which leads us to um, its sequel, Vin Diesel doesn't appear this time, you know, that part of the story is not there, Jordana Brewster is not there, and uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, which I still contend to be is a, a fantastic sequel yes. title. Oh, this is one of the greatest of all time. We're talking boogaloo. like breaking two electric boogaloo yes. level. Yes, absolutely. But um, too fast, too furious. Um, it's the introduction of Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris yeah. in in the story and everything else. Um, I <laughs> there's a lot of jokes about how it's a very homoerotic movie. You know, with uh, Paul Walker and Tyrese's relationship. Dude, it really, it really, really <laughs> is. Like, I remember when I first saw like. It was another one of those cases where, like, I remember seeing the trailers all the time where, to the point where, like, I remember in computer class, I would watch the trailer on Apple on Jeez. Apple trailers because that's what I did deep my free cut, time. Man. But, uh, deep cut. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what, I rewatched it also recently, and that one was one where I couldn't not see it once you notice it. The other thing that made me laugh was how weird, how much they tried to make Paul yeah. Walker kind of a oh. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. the way he would talk is like, yo, forget about it, cuz. <laughs> the pockets ain't empty, cuz. Like, yo, is he banging? Definitely. Like, is he hanging out the left side? Like, yeah, that's the crib side. Like, is he just gonna start rocking blue the whole time? Like, what? <laughs> well, it's him reuniting with his old buddy, yep. you know, so that probably plays a factor into it all and everything else. Um. Also, also, one other thing is that Cole Hauser is an underrated villain with his Tony Montana <laughs> oh, right. impression. Exactly. Just brilliant. I want him to come. I wouldn't back, be surprised. I mean, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't put it past him. They probably Wouldn't put it past him if he somehow, you know, like yeah. And then you also have like Ava Mendez in there, you know, which of course, you know, <laughs> is always nice yeah. to see and everything else. Anyways, uh, Alan, do you have any thoughts on Too Fast, Too Furious? Um, honestly, it's been a long. With this and three, it's been a long time since I've watched them because I think I only watched them once a while back uh so i don't remember too much one of these right. days i'll rewatch them just to be a completist um i will say i'll just say uh ludicrous's hair i kind of miss it i, I kind of miss oh yeah. yeah yeah oh the fro the fro and the the cor- yeah like, uh the cornrows and everything that's when he's still yeah. had those, like, i kind of miss that regularly i kind of miss that yeah so too fast too furious yeah oh. it was uh do you have anything anything else shaquille real quick i'll say yes. one last thing uh, I know I don't know if you guys have ever seen it or not, but on the Blu-ray, it's probably also on the DVD of the Two Fast and Furious. There's a prelude. There's like a it's like a five ten minute silent film that like kind of chronicles the, the the difference or not even the difference, but like what happens to Paul Walker. I don't in think I've seen it. One and two, like it's him on the run trying to go from LA to Miami. It's so <laughs> dumb, but it's really. Funny I have the to Blu-ray watch. somewhere. Uh, I'll probably put it in just to see it for myself. That sounds hilarious. That sounds hilarious. Dude, it's called the turbocharged prelude to <laughs> Too Fast, Too Furious. 
Yeah, that's crazy. So that was um the first two, The Fast and The Furious, followed by Too Fast, Too Furious, and then let's just say the third movie takes a bit of a drift. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a bit of a drift into a different direction because um a lot of the main players of the series previously don't appear this time around. We have The Fast and The Furious. Tokyo Drift, which um, a lot of people consider to be one of, if not the least, of the series. It focuses on a different character this time, played by Lucas Black, uh, Sean Boswell. He goes to Tokyo to live with his dad and everything else, you know. And, but I'll, I'll say this much. I actually don't hate this one that much. I actually, I think there's a lot of uh, elements in there that I enjoy. You know, I mean, it introduces the best character of all time. Yeah, you know, Han. introduces Han, you know. Which, fun fact, was actually... He's playing the same character, or it's alluded that he's playing the same character from Justin Lin's um, film *Better Luck Tomorrow*. Really? I'd so never heard that. uh, that's an int- yeah, oh. same character name and everything else, which is a film I definitely recommend checking out. It's one of uh, his earlier films. It's actually really hmm. good, and all. But uh, Shaquille, do you have any thoughts on *Tokyo Drift*? He's thinking. Oh, I think this is the one I've only seen once, and I remember I saw it maybe a couple of years after it came out and i hated it because it was one of those things where hey yeah no one that i know is in here right. that i like i don't like lucas black uh bow wow is oh yeah bow wow was in this every um han was the only like the only person that i was like okay you know what i connect with this guy like he's cool and the races are for the most part really good but it just, because it's not until like later on that they kind of fix it, but this movie felt so inessential mm-hmm. and not a Fast and Furious movie that I just didn't like I it at see all. That. Like I haven't rewatched it. I have it, but I've I haven't rewatched it. So I might have to do it yeah, to see it if kind I of, feel like more. It becomes retroactively it. important as the series went on, mm-hmm. just because of like um, what they reveal and the timelines of all these things. But uh, yeah, but Alan, do you have any thoughts on Tokyo uh, Drift? Again, I've only seen it once. I I'm not even sure if I've seen the entire thing bits and pieces. Uh, they're definitely I definitely don't I definitely would would like to rewatch it. Uh, I remember a lot enjoying some of it, but again, this is a while ago. Um, obviously Han, the fact that he gave us Han, uh, and, and uh, of yeah. course later on how by six or seven you'd find out how it fits into the uh the wibbly wobbly timeline. Uh, even even though Lucas Black apparently has the power to uh age 15 years in the span of like minutes in this franchise <laughs> <In> two minutes <laughs> uh, yeah so there's that and uh and the vin cameo which of course gets tied into later is pretty cool um so yeah yeah uh, again they crack time travel in this one because lucas black um with the fucking leaps through time apparently uh but other than that uh don't have too many memories I'd like to give it a rewatch yeah, like when I watched it, because um, uh, this was a little later on in the series, because I actually, I saw the first two first, but I never saw three until like five came out. <laughs> it's weird how all these things work mm-hmm. out, but um, uh, watching it, I was like, oh, everyone says this is the worst one. I was like, hey, this isn't that, I I, th- I think it's okay. You know, I actually enjoy the joy elements of it. I mean, I mean, like you said, Lucas Black is not the most compelling character at all in, in anything else, but like... I mean, Han. I mean, of course, Han. I mean, people know me. I'm a little biased, obviously, but... So there's that element. Vin Diesel's cameo, as you said, Alan, I enjoy. But yeah, Tokyo Drift, a lot of people, yeah, it's... it's in a lot of ways, it's inessential to um the series, if you could say that about Fast and Furious in any way. But here's the interesting thing, though. So um, the, the, the franchise takes a bit of a break, and then uh, it has somewhat of a soft reboot with um the fourth film, which Justin Lin returns to direct... Mm-hmm. Fast 
and furious as in fast ampersand furious yeah <laughs> which is funny you know they took they just took yeah. out the article simplified like hey yeah good enough which it's interesting because that's kind of how the the franchise is kind of called now mm-hmm. at this point fast and furious like that's how it's officially referred to you know um it takes a more serious tone this time around like more full-on serious like i'll admit i think this might be my least favorite of the of all of them even though all the characters return and it's nice seeing them but i feel like the tone here just doesn't work for like the super serious tone i felt like the movie kind of s- is a bit of a slog in a lot mm-hmm. of ways I, there are some cool stunts don't get me wrong and it's cool seeing Paul Walker with um, Vin Diesel and um, Jordana Brewster again. You know, it kills Letty off, uh, or does, does uh, it kill her uh, off? Uh, obviously, for a minute. You know that that whole sequence of them looking at how <laughs> turned out—that's a cool sequence. <laughs> Where Vin Diesel turns that, into the Batman was, for one minute. That was some CSI. <laughs> no, it was CSI. I'm glad you brought that up because I was like that whole scene. I'm like, when did that Vin Diesel like become Batman? Where he has like crime scene like put together skills where you can like piece together like detective, detective mode, mode. <laughs> into Arkham Asylum where he's like hold on the, the bullet came this way and then the trajectory of the car da 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 I'm like damn Bruce Wayne needs to call him up and get him in that Robin outfit hey Matt Reeves if you're listening get Vin Diesel just saying <laughs> Dominic Toretto is Batman <laughs> Anyways, but Shaq, like those are my kind of brief thoughts. It's my least favorite personally, but what 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 do you think of Fast and Furious? Yeah, it's honestly yeah, it is the least of the uh, of the series, mainly because at the very least of Tokyo Drift, it has those really good oh, yeah. races, and this one doesn't even really have that. Like it has a it has a fun street race, but that's the only one. Everything else just feels yeah, just like a really blah episode of like. It feels like an episode of a serial that just, like, mm-hmm. this is the forgettable Right, right. One. Yeah, I, I'd say that. Uh, let's we'd be remiss to mention that it's the introduction we got to Gal Gadot as uh, Gazelle, mm-hmm. Gishar, before she ended up taking over the world, yep. obviously. Um, Sun Kang returns as Han, interestingly enough, but it takes place before. So a lot of people mistakenly thought initially, oh, this takes place after they just ignored his death. You know, some people thought that, but um, no, it's it takes place before we see him briefly on a on a mission with uh, Dominus team during that whole time. But Alan, do you have any thoughts on the fourth movie, Fast and Furious? Um, I actually enjoy this one. I don't like it as much as some of the others. I'd say it might be of the ones I you know, my, not what yeah, not one of my favorites. Uh, I do enjoy it. I do think it's interesting. You mentioned the tone. Uh, I do think it's an interesting kind of middle ground between kind of the more grounded grounded kind of low-key vibe of the first film which this one is definitely hearkening back to uh and you can see some of the flair of five and onward kind of creeping in especially like some of those big stunt sequences like the opening particular you could definitely see that um again this one's kind of in the middle there where it's not quite at that big you know grand level yet but it's still kind of low-key um but i think it's interesting seeing it kind of slowly transition and again i like seeing the characters come back and kind of reunite uh the bromance come back yeah. together uh yeah i mean yeah it's not the most interesting one but i do enjoy it yeah like that's the thing like my problem with the movie is just i think when it really d- dives into the very super serious tone mm-hmm. of it 
it just doesn't really add as much of the fun element that I come in. Like, I mean, it's not to say that there weren't serious elements of those first two movies either, mm-hmm. but it just seems like it, it leaned in more with the camaraderie of the characters. There's a lot more humor, where here, the humor isn't really as prominent, which I think really adds to the yeah. other films. You know, it's, it's definitely my least favorite of all of them. And I include that with Tokyo Drift because at least Tokyo Drift stayed true to like the spirit of it rather than having a lot of boring exposition about like whatever, you know, law and order stuff is going on. So that was our thoughts on Fast and Furious uh, or Fast and Furious 4, which leads us to um, what I personally consider my favorite of the series, where the series really took on a brand new identity in a lot of ways, Fast Five. I remember seeing Fast Five when it came out. It was like basically at a... It was April, April 29, yeah. uh, 2011. It was right, I remember Thor came out the week later, I remember, you know, so uh, it, this was really the f- beginning of that summer, 2011, which, by the way, how crazy is that? Like, 2011, that was just years ago, thinking mm. back, but. Dude, I mm. graduated high school that year. I don't like thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> like, I love this movie. Like, I adore Fast Five. It's still my favorite because I think it blends in it embraces the wackiness that we come to expect along with the great stunts. It's more of an ensemble, uh, fun romp or heist mm-hmm. movie with some... I, and of course, it introduces us to um, Luke Hobbs, played by Dwayne The Rock yeah. Johnson, in his basically basically setting up that he's going to hijack this franchise <laughs> from Vin a few years from then. But Shaq, Fast Five Thoughts. Um, yeah, no, you meant, you pretty much mentioned it. This is the part, this is the part where they realize, hey, yeah, we can't do that street racing stuff anymore because that stopped being cool about mm-hmm. a good six years prior. So let's just go full gonzo batshit, uh, just insane with it. And it works really, really well to its credit. Uh, Dwayne Johnson mm-hmm. is really good as a villain oh, yeah, for right. once. And the role that you think like that he's really good at, and then just decides yeah. to never do again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, this movie was really fun. I didn't catch it in theaters. Oh, wow. Uh, but I remember I saw. I think I think I saw it like about a year or so later, and I was like, man, this movie is awesome. One thing I'll mention is that the opening of this is the same way that the the uh, previous movie yeah. ends, where they break Dom out of oh, right, right, right. jail. But they flip his prison bus over, and they that bus rolls at least like a good six or seven times. And then in the opening of five, they're like, "Hey, yeah, no one was harmed." It's like bullshit. <laughs> Someone absolutely must have died. Absolutely, from that. of course, it's a given. But do you have any th- moments in that fifth movie that just you always think of when you think of it? Safe oh, is on the, the move. Safe is on the move. <laughs> I always quote that whenever I'm driving, and, and I'm just like, the safe is on the move, guys. The safe is on the move. I remember seeing <laughs> the amount of property damage that must have been done in that scene alone, at least in the hundreds of thousands, if not bordering on. <laughs> exactly. I just, what I love most about the movie is just how the whole cast really gets along mm. well. You know, like, uh, I love their camaraderie and everything else. Oh, by the way, fun fact. Luke Hobbs was originally developed for Tommy Lee Jones. Because yep. he was... Cause, oh! Cause he was very much I can't even off, see it. Like, yeah. I get it. He's very much modeled but I can't off see of, it. Uh, his character in the future of just righteous wrath. Oh, just, yeah, right, I'm right. coming for you, coming to kick your ass. Um, I made this joke. Man, I would have loved to see Tommy Lee Jones cast in that char- and as, and as that character. And they still have that character do the exact same stuff he does, but with Tommy Lee Jones. And I'm talking like... 
Carrying the Gatling the gun in Vin 7, Diesel I'm talking fight. like jumping out of windows in this one. The exact same stuff. <laughs> I want Tommy Lee Jones. Hobbs and Shaw, but with Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. I want Tommy Lee Jones to do that Samoan dance at the end of Hobbs and Shaw. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Just Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Just appropriating everything. Just imagining all that, man. Like, but yeah, like that that was an interesting thing. But that's what I love about this movie. Um, you bring it's basically like almost a greatest hits in mm-hmm. a way of bringing all the characters from previous movies together, and they all really get a, like their chemistry is just on point. Um, seeing them in a more, you could tell the cast was just having the time of their lives making mm-hmm. this movie. Anyways, Alan, like anything you want to bring up about Fast Five? Uh, or though? first of all. I, I have a very funny story when I saw this movie because uh, I went with my dad and uh, he had to, a little bit before the movie started he had to go to the bathroom and then he the movie had already started by the time he was still in the bathroom and so he missed the opening where like check I'm glad you mentioned the opening where it's a great opening where they bust Dom out of the bus and the bus is, crashes and flips and flips and flips and right as the bus stops flipping and it cuts to black my dad walks in and he's like so did it, did I miss anything? I'm like, dude, you missed the. I'm like, dude, you missed the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the movie. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, we gotta we gotta ask him to like reverse it because you missed you missed it, man. Um, should also mention that right afterwards when they're talking in the news, all the reporters are like, oh, this bus is missing. One of the reporters is purred happily from Parks and Rec. Oh uh, right, right. And, no, what? yeah, because that I dude is like a real, was a real reporter in real life. So, like, yeah, they brought him on. But it, if you're a Parks and Rec fan, it's so distracting because he talks with the same kids. He's like, this, like, he pretty you much might as well said heard. the story of this bus is that it has crashed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, go back rewatch it. Purred happily, one of the reporters. Uh, but no, I love this movie. It's not quite my favorite. We'll get to that one in a bit. Um, but I definitely think it's the one. Where it has the most like kind of lightning a bottle feel, where you like you could feel like everything came together perfectly, where it really felt like, oh, we figured out what this is supposed to be now, and you could really feel that kind of energy. Uh, you mentioned like it's kind of the Ocean Eleven's heist. This is like almost the Avengers of fast movies, like the way it brings everybody together, that kind of camaraderie, and like, oh my god, this is actually happening. And of course, I love Dwayne in the movie, you know, and I I I, I love that yeah. character. I love and I really enjoyed where the characters come from but there is just something about seeing him in this movie is like personification of god's righteous wrath just full-on like i am coming to kill you and kick your ass and just it- this was where um he was really cementing himself yeah. further mm-hmm. as like hey i'm going to become this generation's definitive action yeah. star in a lot like of ways could, of the like decade. even though they didn't I'd get say, tommy yeah, lee jones yeah. you could definitely still feel the uh the fugitive influence definitely with his character uh and plus I want to say I, w- I want to say that you because you mentioned Tommy Lee Jones. I just want to yes! just for that yes! fight scene that the Rock and Vin Diesel have. I want to see Vin Diesel get beat up by old and Tommy Lee Jones. Be like, Tommy oh, I hope you bros bought your thunderwear today. This is a bit of a deep cut. It's a bit of a deep cut for the three of us because three of us um, years ago and still uh, we were big fans of this website Spill.com, and I remember their old review for Fast Five and um, uh, Cyrus, which was his um, name. At that time, under the site, uh, he brought up how Vin Diesel and The Rock fighting together. It was like matter and antimatter <laughs> coming together. It's a great fight. Pretty it's much. A great fight. And he it's a great the car. And I remember Dwayne being in the theater. The car. Being in the theater watching that scene and the vault scene, you know, I'm like 14. So I'm like, 
oh my, and summer's about to start. So it's like, I'm just kind of eager for school to get ready. And I always found like summer movies as like the appetizer for what's going to be a fun uh, two or three months. And when all those scenes came up, I was just going, I was so giddy in my seat. I was like, that's how "Eh." a boy becomes a man. (laughs) Yeah, that was probably what happened. Those movies made me a man, (laughs) basically. But that was Fast Five. Um, uh, Love it. We all love it. It's just a delightful, um, fun blockbuster popcorn movie uh, which leads into um fast and furious six or as the movie title screen calls it just furious six weirdly enough but um it's the follow-up and uh it kind of follows the similar vibe that the previous film did um uh, for the most part much of the gang from that fast five movie comes back uh with the exception of those who are they again the, the people that weren't part of this one the two uh jack Oh, I don't. Uh, yeah. The, oh, the two, the yeah, two yeah, yeah. They weren't dudes. a part of it this time around, and everything else. Uh, it's but for the most part, they all come back, including Dwayne Johnson, because it was revealed at the end of Fast Five in the credit scene that Letty is still alive. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole thing of like you seeing her nope. flying out of the car in the car crash. Yeah, no, she survived that, and oh. get ready to expect a lot of that because this takes superhuman. Oh, I don't know if you guys knew this. Quick little little funny story about that uh, code at the end of Fast Five. Uh, When Michelle Rodriguez saw Fast Five in the theater, that was the first time she had found out her character was still alive. I didn't tell her. (laughs) And she just saw the movie. She's like, I'm alive. And they're like, can you come back for six? And she's like, sure. I just didn't know I was alive. (laughs) Oh, my God. I keep forgetting. I didn't know that. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. But um, I saw this, I remember, uh, two weeks uh, me and a mutual friend of ours, Mark Bennett, we went to go see an early screening of this two or three weeks before it came out and all. And um, uh, to go jump a little quicker, by the time the big mid credit scene reveal happened, me, Mark, and the whole audience were like freaking out because we couldn't believe what we just saw in that mid credit scene. Um, I, I enjoy Fast and Furious 6. Um, I don't enjoy it as much as Fast 5. I think Fast 5 is a little more consistent and brisker in its mm-hmm. pace. But Fast and Furious 6 still has some of the most insane stunts of the whole franchise, including some of the most memorable moments. Man, uh, like, I just, I, I, really, I really love how they made this, like, the core family, mm-hmm. if you will. You know, like, the core, because like, by the end of the movie, you know, they're all together, sitting together. After all that, you know, even though Vin settled down with, um, uh, what, uh, I know she's Chris Hemsworth, Elsa, Hemsworth's Elsa wife Pat- in real Pat- life. Uh, Pataki, that's it. I've never been a Yeah, Alina. Pataki. Alina, you know, like he settled down with her after um, Letty they thought was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, he's like, "Yo, listen, my girl dead. I gotta move on." Oops. Oh wait, she's <laughs> still alive. Sorry. Awkward ending. We're like, oh, and Elsa's so she's so understanding. She's like, "Yeah, I get it. You're good." <laughs> yeah, which will yeah. yeah. She's, she's way little, too chill, chill about too it. chill about it. But it's it's really funny how all that works out, which we'll talk about in another film in the series coming up. But uh, do you have any thoughts you want to bring up about Furious Six, uh, Shaquille? <laughs> this is family yeah. versus the Nega family because it's like it's like the polar opposites. It's like literally, it's like hey, it's like we got the anti family like out here. Like a DC here. thing where they fight like the injustice of Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> This is full on the MCU movie down to them fighting just the alternate <laughs> versions of themselves <laughs> as the boss. It's Oh man. <laughs> it's so funny. Like every every single scene in this movie makes me laugh oh, it's my so, ass off. Yeah. From like the tank just like going crazy to like Vin Diesel 
flying in midair to catch <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez to them also have having the final scene on like the world's yeah. longest runway. Oh. <laughs> this movie is hilarious and I love it to death. It's so delightfully like that's the thing it embraced that there's no physics mm-hmm. in the world of Fast and Furious. There is no there's no logic behind anything. It, there is logic. Just, it's called man, family. That's what I love. <laughs> Everything's oh, right. fueled on yeah, the power of, of family. Hashtag family and everything else. Like they get together at the end, obviously sharing some coronas. I mean, they lost some f- lo- beloved loved ones. Obviously, Gazelle mm-hmm. sadly gets taken during the mm-hmm. mission. You know, but um, I-, I wanted to bring up one shot before it gets you, Alan. That shot inside the plane as it's on the runway, where um, it's just Vin and the Rock together side by side, getting ready to fight. I remember the energy in the audience was like, oh my god, this is happening. Oh my goodness. Like, you could feel the testosterone yeah. in the room kind of at peak, if you will. But, uh, Alan, do you have any thoughts on Fast and Furious 6? Uh, no, I enjoy the hell out of this one. Maybe, again, not maybe not quite as much as 5. I think it's a little shaggy in spots. Uh, but I also think it has... It also is the one where they really feel comfortable. They're like, oh, people really responded to what we were doing in 5. Let's crank it up even more. So you get so many, like, great sequences like the car stuff all of it's great um the fight stuff is great like you get michelle rodriguez fighting gina carano and uh who's oh right yeah i'm blanking on the name but it's tyrese and uh han they're fighting what's the dude um the marshal he was just he was in night come he was in the night comes from oh joe uh was it yes Uh, i love that fight scene that fight scene is amazing because they're getting their asses handed to them and then they're just like so and they're just they got their and they're just like so we're not tell anybody right like we we won that one right um i love i love that scene like aside from the car stuff that's my, probably my favorite action scene and uh and when it comes to the end credit scene uh i had heard about it before like i think a few months ago before it had come out it had been whispered that hey this is gonna happen but even knowing it when it happened in the theater because, again, I saw this one with my dad, and the whole theater was just, when Jason Statham steps out of that car, everybody's just, ah! Um, so I love that. I love that. <laughs> such a great scene. Uh, but, yeah, I really, really, man, oh man. this one's a lot of fun. Just, yeah, just really yeah. keeps, it builds off what the last one did and does it with a whole lot of gusto. It also has maybe my favorite funny line in the whole franchise, which I still think was improvised. It's where uh, they're at home chilling. And Dwayne Johnson comes in. Tyrese is just like, uh-oh, everybody hide your baby. And The Rock just immediately retorts, you better hide that big-ass forehead. And uh, Ludacris, he does that spit take. Oh, that was absolutely And Ludacris does that spit take where you're like, yeah, that was not in the script. <laughs> yeah, so that was Fast and Furious 6, which leads us to what's the the biggest one of the franchise, for better or for worse, uh, Furious 7. It's, it's hard not to talk about this movie without addressing the tragic... Uh, production Mm -hmm. you know obviously paul walker uh his um, untimely death which um shocked me when i found out i was at disney world Mm -hmm. and uh, i saw headlines i was saying oh that's probably a rumor and then when it was confirmed that that broke my Mm -hmm. heart like that was such a bummer and it happened like as production was going on uh james wan came in to um direct this movie you know james wan his horror background and everything else just great filmmaker on his own Mm -hmm. right and all but um it's hard not to talk about this movie without bringing the elephant in the room up in regards to that, you know. But um, I, I do love this movie, though. And I'm um, given... I, I yeah, got, go ahead. Yeah. I gotta ask. Um, did any of you guys, like, before seeing the movie and then you heard the news, did you think that they were gonna kill him off I, in the actual I movie? I think I had heard... Uh, I had heard 
that they didn't say how he was going to go up, but I think I had heard, I don't know if the studio or anybody involved with the movie said it, or I just heard it, but I think somebody said, no, we aren't going to kill him because that might be a little bit too close to home. We are going to give him something resembling a happy ending. And so, no, I don't think, I didn't go into it thinking they were going to kill him. I think originally I thought they might, but then I just assumed like, okay, that might be a bit too much. Because mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I talked to a bunch of people who did think that was the case. You don't keep up with the news and stuff like that. So I was like, I like I came in knowing that they weren't going to do that because yeah. yeah, that would be disrespectful if they did. Unless that was like a yeah. natural endpoint for yeah. that character, especially if yeah. he went out in a car, which, which obviously been, they weren't setting it up. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah that that's 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 what made it even yeah. harder. Obviously, but like with that aside and everything else, like um, the movie is still a delightful movie for the most part. You know, like just seeing the team together after they find out their, the loss of uh, Han. Which, how eerie is it, by the way, that funeral scene when um, when Roman says, man, I can't do any more funerals. Yeah. And Paul's there. That 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 hurts. It's it's just eerie. But mm-hmm. um, along with that, like, they brought his brothers, uh, Caleb and Cody, to be stand-ins and body doubles. You know, and obviously they have that famous ending, which I'd say is a piece of cinematic history, I'd argue. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of, like, pop culture relevance. You know, of course, with the song. Mm-hmm. But the way they send him off is just... It's... It's just the right tone in giving, paying tribute to the character and to Paul, and it's so heartfelt and rightfully cheesy in the way that the Fast and Furious franchise should be. But I do like how James Wan puts his stamp on this movie, like even a few elements of horror in here. Uh, he really made it his own, made it unique, and it showcased that James Wan can really do a lot of different genres in a lot of ways. And uh, Jason Statham is really entertaining, obviously, as is Kurt Russell, who comes yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, Alan b- being the big Kurt yeah. Russell fanatic here. You know, like, uh, My a man. lot of the action sequences are just jaw-dropping. They also introduced Natalie Emmanuel in here as Ramsey, who is just, I'm a, come on. I love her. I love her. <laughs> I love yeah, her so, so good, much. You know, and everything else. And uh, like a lot of, it, it's a globetrotting mission again. You know, it's just so cool seeing them just having a great time with their uh, with their journey, if you will. I mean, these missions get more convoluted as they go on, but it just adds to the fun elements of it. Like, like that whole sequence, you know, in Dubai, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. <laughs> when he drives his car through two whole buildings. <laughs> Man, you know, but yeah. Like, th- no, this movie, this movie's great it's probably my actual yeah favorite it, there are days series. where this one is my um, favorite over fast five it's just right now i'd say fast five might be my favorite but there are days where furious seven is my favorite you know it's just like yeah the way they handled paul's ca- like uh, paul's character is done really well even though i will admit that like the effect of him at the end is a little well, i think bit it's rough, also just because you know like, they're just working with what they like, got yeah yeah exactly so it's like a weird eerie yeah, effect yeah. But for the most part, that the way they handle that is so good. I was not prepared mm. to cry, but when I went to go see it, like when they yeah. started showing the, the montage of scenes, that's when it started <laughs> getting me. I was like, God damn it. it this, yeah, this it really got good. me. It but got also, me. But also, it, it just helps. Yeah, no, this movie is tremendously entertaining even outside yeah. of that. I will say that this is like the fourth or fifth American movie that is an absolute waste <laughs> oh, of Tony Oh, Jaw, yeah. Tony Jaw's but, in that, yeah. But for the most part, I could I could bypass that because so much of this is 
jam-packed with just cool shit from like the <laughs> fly <laughs> dropping cars from an airplane oh when tyrese <laughs> tyrese, tyrese is hitting on the brakes because he's so scared to go down <laughs> but as it goes also i love it has one of my favorite Wait, which one because there's like that's one of my favorite lines of the whole franchise <laughs> uh near the end th- is it the, the yes! uh, what happens in a street race? Always wins. The street always oh, wins yes! and stops the crowd. <laughs> we thought this was a street fight. I clapped. God damn right. Also, as a, as a wrestling yes. fan, The Rock being yes. able to do a rock bottom onto the Jason Statham in the very opening <laughs> of the movie is what not just him doing mm-hmm. it, but the way they shot it. The camera work in that one scene is incredible. Yeah. Yes. Damn right, yeah, it is it's so f- delightful. Alan, um, this actually is my favorite. Uh, it's fairly neck and neck with five, but nice. I think this one gets nice. the push. Um, a because I love James Wan, and I think what he brings to it, I think, is really special. I think, like you mentioned, like the stuff they do with the cameras, just stuff you've never really seen these movies do. Like whether in the car stuff, he really knows how to direct yeah. action, like, man. Like he's really good at making like the action. scene where. The big scene where they're jumping out of the car, I mean, jumping out of the plane. I mean, yeah, it's silly, but it's almost Spielbergian how, like, well shot, well crafted. Like, the geography is great. All the scenes are great. Uh, I think this one is the closest to feeling like a superhero movie, really enough, just because, again, it's just so, like, just heroic and dripping with machismo. And, again, this has so many of my favorite lines. I mean, you mentioned my, maybe my favorite is the the street fight. Um, but, oh, there's a bit where The Rock's talking about Statham. He's like, I'm going to put on hurt on him. That's going to make him wish his mama kept his legs closed. And I'm like, yes, I love that. Oh, or, yeah. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> line's that great. Um, God, this... Hmm? He flexes he out flexes of a cast. flexes out of a cast. Or, um, oh, God, oh. Oh, my favorite. That's my ultimate dream. The big ending where Michelle Rodriguez is like, did you bring the Calvary? And he's just like, woman, I am the Calvary. Like, so many. Like, my, it has my favorite lines of the whole series. Um, Just so fun, so, so huge. Yeah. And then when you get to that ending, it's really earned because, you know, it's not just something that comes out of nowhere. Like, oh, all of a sudden they're forcing emotion onto this. This whole series, as yeah. silly as, as it's been, has been predicated on not just the whole family, but really, the relationship between Paul and Vin, um, we'll get into eight later. Yeah. But even though I enjoy eight, I, I do think it really yeah. missed Paul. And not just, and it's weird to say, because it's not like uh, Brian was the most interesting character, even that Paul was the most compelling actor. But man, there's something about that relationship. He kept it grounded. It, it, it was grounded. He really keeps he it kept grounded. it grounded. And there's something yeah. about their relationship where you really bought it. And I think that ending. It really is the closest the entire franchise came to breaking the fourth wall, but it's really earned. Yeah. And man, it it really hits you. It really does. When they when they part at the mm-hmm. fork in the road, that yeah. shot, that's just like man, like, yeah, saying it, a lot. I think that ending was absolutely earned, and I know it did not come easily. It's, it's iconic. It really is, and like, I know that was just a hell of a thing for everybody to go through, but they made it seamless, man. Oh it, yeah, it pays off. But yeah, it's the most fun one, and for me, and then emotionally it just hits the hardest so yeah for me this is my favorite and plus kurt who's just having so much fun oh, yeah like he, he yeah this le- it's one of yeah. his most relaxed roles where he's just like this yeah I'm, us- kurt. I'm hanging out hell yeah <laughs> and then this leads us to him um, the next film which i love this title yes. so much the fate of the furious come on i mean man i 
you, you don't understand how hard I laughed and how long I did when I found out the title. I it's was the like, most sub-opera title of the whole franchise. Me. And then someone pointed out that it's a it's a pun. No, someone pointed out that it's a pun. I was like, no, nah, these these <laughs> people are fools, and this is the best. But man, yeah, yeah, that 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 is a great that is top tier title also. But it sucks that the movie is kind of. I don't hate them. As compared yeah. to the previous three, yeah, it's, compared to it's the last a three. very it big is. I, I enjoy. Here's what I'd say about the movie: I enjoy it. Like uh, I had a good time watching it, but um, there is actually some elements within the story that I don't agree with. Like so, F. Gary Gray comes in, great filmmaker on his own right, but you know he comes in different taste this time around. But um, there's something in the story that I really disagree with, which is weird to say about a series like Fast and Furious. But um, the whole element of family and everything else, the way they do things, because. Basically, Jason Statham's character kind of joins the team, if you will, and he kind of joins the family by the end of it. It's revealed that um, Elsa Pataki's character ended up uh, being the mother to uh, Vin Diesel's uh, child. You know, she dies. Uh, so, uh, by the way, that it is really the most is telenovela really type is. shit I've it ever is. seen. It's like you've got a secret son. It's like what? <laughs> it is. You know, and the fact and the fact that he names the char- the kid Brian. Obviously, it's like okay, like that's nice. But okay, and all. Which is weird because uh, Brian's not Charlie's dead. Theron comes in. Yeah, Charlie's Theron comes mm-hmm. in. You know, which is interesting. You know, it's always fun seeing her. I think they cast her because they saw her in Fury Road. So it's like, hey, another movie with cars. Let Let's put you in here. <laughs> you know. So. Uh, Plus, she's she got like the does. worst white girl. I love Charlie's, but she kind of does yeah. have weird hair. They are horrible. She does. She definitely does, and everything else. You know, but um. I think this movie has its moments. I really love the whole um, action set piece on the ice. Like that's still that's just entertaining in its own right. Um, the whole idea of you know like when they showed it in the trailers that Dom was going rogue or something like that. It's like we know it's not that. It's that's just too ridiculous. Or seeing the posters with like uh, the Rock, you know, just turning against him or whatever. No more family, no more. <laughs> the soap opera element of, of it all and. Remember when we all thought that the beef was just like for for Aww. theater or just for fun, you know? That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, man, didn't realize that that was actually like super real to the point where like they never yeah. actually shared the super obvious. together. Like I, I'm not one to really pick on that kind of stuff, but it's super obvious that they're never in like the same. Oh set. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely a step down. Like I, I obviously enjoy it more than like Fast and Fu- like the fourth Fast and Furious movie, you know, because I still think there's a lot of camaraderie with the cast that's still enjoyable and entertaining. Some really interesting, uh, entertaining uh, set pieces, but uh, story wise, it just doesn't really fall follow through in a, a lot of ways. That and also, like I said, the whole thing with Jason Statham coming into the family after him killing Han that didn't sit well with me. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, come on. Here's here's my whole thing about that. Because a lot of people are like, oh, he joined the family and stuff. Yeah. He doesn't, like, the thing is, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. And he his interactions, you know, even Hobbs. Because a lot of people for Hobbs and Shaw were like, oh, why is he teaming up with Shaw? Like, he killed Han. Hobbs doesn't give a shit no. about nobody no. on that team. The only people he interacts with in that team yeah. is Vin Diesel ironic. and Tyrese. <laughs> How that ironic is, is that? Yeah. When you think about it, really. Yeah, oh yeah, no, pure <laughs> irony. But like he doesn't talk yeah. he doesn't he never talked no. to Paul Walker. He had a chase scene with him, but he never talked to him. No. He never talked to Ludacris. Yeah. 
Uh, he never talked to Michelle Rodriguez either. Like, he does not care. So why would he go like, oh, you killed Han? He's mm-hmm. just adjacent. Yeah, he's adjacent to it all. He's like a mutual friend who didn't really get to know. Like, he might have interacted with him briefly, but he didn't really, like, know him, you know? So it's like, yeah, that's sad that happened, but I have other things to do. Like, that kind it's of like, my happened. bad, guys. Mm. But yeah, no, eight, eight, but eight overall, like, the the whole thing in New York with the, like mm. the the drone cars or whatever that's stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's fantastic. Um, yes, and the Rock pushing that torpedo, just pushing the limits of just incredulity. Oh, yeah. Like this is, it it like it's very very entertaining. It's just a shame that it's just yeah. not as strong. That and you could also feel Paul's absence and, and like um no offense to Scott, oh, Eastwood, but he's just not fitting it now. Oh no, yeah. no, no, full offense to Scott Eastwood. <laughs> Because he does this a lot where he's the yeah. generic he replacement white tell, yeah. guy for the guy who doesn't come back from the previous movie. He did that also uh, with oh, right. when he replaced Charlie Hunnam. was like, we need just a, a generically handsome white man yeah. to replace the white man. Who's yeah, not you got a point there. And, he, yeah. not gonna, and, and he's always You could also make the argument he's that he's always yeah. for Clint. He is the generic white guy who's going to replace Clint when he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, he you know, does look just last, like his you know, old man. Yeah, as cool as the last white dude, man. <laughs> he does oh, look man. just like his he dad. Does, he, when he's got like, that it's kind of scary. He, does, he is reminiscent. Um. <laughs> yeah, but Alan, any thoughts on uh, <laughs> any thoughts on uh, fate? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting over. I'm just getting over Scott fate. being like <laughs> shit, like media, like dollar store replacement. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get like, some lousy, good, bad, ugly remake with Scott Eastwood. Um, sorry. <laughs> but go on about um, fate. Yeah, on fate. yeah. Um, well, first of all. I always appreciate this movie for giving us the line, I will beat your ass like a ch- Cherokee drum. I'll always have a special place in my heart for that. Um, that prison yeah. scene's awesome. Overall, <laughs> I, yeah, like you guys said, I do enjoy this one. Um, it's got, ironically, I think the scenes that stand out the most action-wise are the stuff that doesn't involve cars, like the prison fight, which I love. Uh, where, yes. Which, yeah, it oh, sets yes. it up. That, where the that rock takes yeah. like, rubber bullets to the chest and just walks it off. Um, or the fight scene where Jason Statham is, has to protect the baby on that plane, fighting like a whole army of dudes. Oh right, love it. Um, oh, we forgot to mention Helen Mirren. Helen is in Mirren this movie. is in it, and she's delightful because she's Helen yeah. Mirren. Uh, and I like her rapport right. with Jason. Um, yeah, it's got some really fun stuff. I still like a lot of the cast. Um, but like you said, I, something's off, and part of it is the fact that they're missing Paul, which obviously can't hold against them. Uh, but again, it's just funny because the whole thing's about oh no, the family's being torn apart. Um, but it just feels off, and it's also because, yeah, Vin just doesn't, not just with The Rock, but just with everybody, just doesn't really have a whole lot of screen time with everybody, and the whole camaraderie just feels off, which, again, for... Yeah, like, in a lot of ways, Vin is the yeah. glue. And it just, yeah. He, he literally is the glue. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's just not the same without him kind of being the center yeah. of it, really, with mm-hmm. them entirely so it's it was an interesting risk i guess storytelling wise to make a mix of the soap opera element of like oh he goes off and family's torn apart and of course like he has a son or whatever and that that's kind of interesting in theory but overall it's like it just doesn't get it doesn't really fulfill uh the story beats that i really Mm -hmm. should so um that's our thoughts we we enjoy it but uh they could have done better with the story overall which leads into um the spin-off which is going to be the subject now we we went on for 50 minutes talking about these hey, movies there's a lot guys. to talk about like 
Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, we're going to. I remember before we started, like, oh, we're just going to try to go for 45 minutes. I'm like, we're about to talk about eight. You're nine. right. You're right. Wait, nine you're movies. You're right. There are eight movies. Nine now, given that now we're going to be discussing uh, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. So this is the first spinoff, and um, it focuses on the characters you want to have a spinoff on because uh, The Rock and Jason Statham's camaraderie and their chemistry in Fate. Best part. Was really Best delightful. Yeah. Like, it. A highlight of the movie, and everybody who watched the movie said, "Hey, I would be down to see whether it's a spinoff of these two characters or just a movie with them both together." And thankfully, unlike the rest of the cast, uh, Dwayne and Jason Statham, like they hit it mm. off when they were making that movie, and they they became friends and um, got along. And uh, of course, with Dwayne's star power, he was able to uh, use that to his advantage. To hey, let's let's make a spinoff in this franchise, which too likely to the t- to the chagrin of Vin mm-hmm. Diesel, who certainly isn't happy. <laughs> I know. No, to the chagrin of especially Tyrese. Tyrese. Tyrese went on a whole crusade. He's like, yo, you're breaking up the family. <laughs> and he's just at the crib. I just want my baby. Oh, man. Remember when Tyrese threatened to leave the franchise? <laughs> one more team, one for me. <laughs> I just want my baby. That's <laughs> all. He lost yeah. his mind oh, when yeah. that happened. Yeah. He had a lot to take care of. I mean, hope Tyrese is, was do- yeah. he seems to be doing well now. But yeah, that was all love to Tyrese. <laughs> I felt like honestly, it was it was honestly like the funniest two weeks yeah. when that was just going down. Because <laughs> like every podcast I listened to, we just had like yeah. Tyrese yes. updates. And they're just like, yo. Well, of course, everybody was talking like, okay, you're going to be talking right shit to, uh, to uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, a man who could kill you by flexing. Yeah, the number one yeah. biggest box and office Dwayne, star yeah, right Dwayne now put one to call, you. Uh, get Tyrese the hell out of there. And then Tyrese dies in nine. So, like, you should. I'm just saying, like, there's not going to be a there's not going to be a Fast and Furious presents Roman there and Tyrese. There better be. Sorry. There better Tyrese. be. There better be. <laughs> You know, but, um, so Hobbs and Shaw, it's centered on, well, Hobbs and Shaw with uh, Dwayne DeRock Johnson and Jason Statham. We have the great Idris Elba coming in as the antagonist. We have, uh, the beautiful, the beautiful Vanessa Kirby also coming in as, uh, Deckard Shaw's sister. So, um, we're gonna do spoiler-free thoughts on the film first, and then we're gonna go into spoiler-filled thoughts, which is weird to say about a movie like Hobbs and Shaw. But anyways, I'll say this much first, um, uh, Despite the film being a little too long, which is actually kind of my thoughts on a lot of the recent Fast and Furious movies in general, I really had a good time with this movie. Like, I thought it was a blast. It reminds me of like those like 80s, 90s kind of action movies with like Schwarzenegger or Stallone, where uh, it's just so ridiculous and over the top, like the laws of physics don't mm-hmm. matter. And uh, it rides on just the charisma of the leads in a lot of ways. Even uh, Idris Elba with a role like like this as crazy as it is he gives his all for something like this so it's fun seeing him in there uh i thought vanessa kirby did a really good job also holding her own alongside Dwayne and jason statham mm-hmm. so uh i liked her a lot in there i mean partially because she's just beautiful Whew. but also because she i yeah. want to listen yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be straight up with y'all <laughs> yeah i want vanessa kirby to punch that, that point, she's like, doing like flipping skies and stuff yeah. she is so fine. She's like oh my around. Yeah, God. but also she guys, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be them. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude. <laughs> like, God, I yes. wish that was David me. Leach comes in to direct <laughs> it. David Leach of Atomic Blonde, John Wick, you know. So uh, it, he has his own flair to it. Like, a lot of the action sequences are just really well shot, like, stunning to look at and all. Like, it's just a delight. I love 
uh, their chemistry is just on point. Like it's so petty. Yes. I love how petty they get. Petty, everything like, else, yeah. like I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a little too long. Um, I didn't get to see the later trailers because I just avoided them. Which I saw them after seeing the movies. Like, whoa, they showed a lot, which is a bit of a Man. bummer. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about but it. Yeah, when but, I, when I get, like, but yeah, I really enjoyed first. the movie. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, there was actually some surprises in there that caught me off hmm. guard. You know, so that was interesting. But uh, Shaquille, uh, your thoughts on Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw? Okay, so I'll say I'll, I'll preface it by saying I had a really, really good time with it. It's really fun. Uh, like you mentioned, the banter between Statham and Rock is on point for the most part. Yeah. Um, I will say the marketing department needs to get fired. Please. All of them. Because like, actually, no, I'll, whoever put the soundtrack to all the like the, the trailers is fine. But whoever cut them and needs to get fired because it's not just that they showed most of the action scenes is that they showed yeah. all of the action scenes and not just all the action scenes but all the money shots of each of those action scenes right <laughs> so by the time the movie like you see the full movie you're like well i've seen all of it like and even the stuff they didn't show it's like there's the only thing that they didn't show are like certain appearances by certain mm-hmm. characters and yeah. certain actors yes. that i won't mention yes. until the spoiler part but um those are great for the most part but like man this would have been so great if we had not seen some of these like man like imagine we had never seen like Idris do that crazy shit under the bus and that whole like magic ass motorcycle that he has if they never showed that I would have lost it but because it happened I was like oh hey yeah this happened in the trailer and that's that's cool yeah so it's like Um, your reaction could have been a lot stronger you know so it would have been so much stronger because the thing is when they happened in those trailers it was the most genuine like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen yeah moments of like of like the past yeah. several <laughs> years but just them yeah just blowing all of That's it a in bu- the trailers it's a bummer just, definitely that is that is just that is a yeah shame. it's a bummer it- that's that's like yeah. terminator level oh yeah oh right right uh genesis yeah <laughs> Genesis and Salvation. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah, looking back at those trailers, they yeah they spoiled everything. But Alan, uh, you have any thoughts? Spoiler free on Hobbs and Shaw. Once, once upon a generation, there comes a film that. Re- <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, 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 okay. No, in all seriousness, no. I. He's gonna give his dissertation. Dis- okay, in this essay, I will. No, no, no. no. Please continue with the monologue. Okay. I want to hear uh, where this is going. Once in a generation, there comes a film that reminds us of the healing power of this art form called cinema. In these tremulous times. <laughs> <laughs> to watch a film oh, where such brawling egos can come together a sad and work together for the greater good is genuinely inspiring in a way that I haven't seen since uh, the the heroics on level of Avengers Endgame and such stirring dialogue and emotional. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna cut this monologue off. <laughs> um, um, no, seriously, no. I really, uh, I really enjoyed this movie, and it's funny that we mentioned all the previous fast movies uh because i feel like this one even though this one definitely has the similarities as far as like the kind of spectacle you get and certain tonal things i feel like in a lot of ways it it's a very different vibe uh first of all continuity it's not very tied in there's only a few passing references uh even 
Like how he saved the world four yeah. times. Like even the characters, like even when you look at Hobbs and Shaw, they're a far cry from how they started off in the Fast movies, which I don't mind. It's just uh, just an yeah. observation. Um, and even just tonally, like one of the things I love about the Fast movies is that you know, we kind of brought up the kind of soap opera quality. There's this very straight face sincerity sincerity to all the silliness that I think is why people connect to that. Whereas here, this one is a lot more breezy in its tone. It's a bit more action comedy jokey. Like, yeah, you know, we're kind of hanging around. Uh, even when it comes to like the big right. scheme of like, oh, we're gonna we got a virus that's gonna wipe out the population of the hoobity ha. Even that, it kind of brushes off with a yeah, you know, bad guy. He's doing a bad thing. Yada da. Um, but you know what? I think that really works. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun in that respect. Again. The the chemistry between The Rock and Satan is great. You mentioned Petty. There are points where this turns into like a Comedy Central roast for like five minutes. It's, it's just extended sequences of them yelling at each other or his face. It's like, you know what? This is pretty great stuff. Yeah, we'll get to specific yes. jokes in the spoiler part. Like just the dumbest high school level, some, middle school level some good ones. jokes. That they... like, I want to see which ones are like improv because yeah. they're pretty good. Um, yeah, this is... I went, yeah, I went to go see this with my dad, which this is a perfect father-son yeah, movie yeah. <laughs> to watch on a Sunday Sunday yeah. evening. Yeah, 100%. You know, so, like, me and my dad, like, I, he saw me right next to me as I was watching it, like, during certain action sequences where I was just giggling, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just by just the ridiculousness of it all. Like, 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 like I said, my biggest issue overall, like, um, I didn't see those trailers mm-hmm. besides the first teaser, which I adore. Mm-hmm. I actually used that first teaser as, like, a soundtrack for me at yeah. the gym because I just love it. <laughs> like the why can't when they play why can't we be friends mm-hmm. and just the camaraderie yeah. and the action I'm, like I'm doing a bench press and I'm like yes. yes go give it to me Hobbs and Shaw that sounded wrong in the audio but, but um nothing ain't nothing wrong with it man <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah Listen, you know it's, it's all <laughs> beautiful man come on exactly you know like um you gotta. But yeah, but anyways, like we enjoyed the movie overall. Like we had a good time. Can we talk about Idris real quick though? Like um, yeah. they turned him into an yeah, actual Terminator. Really Idris is great. No, I love. And one thing I, I like him. about him is that even though this is very, you know, even compared to the Fierce movies, very silly and even a bit more jokey and kind of breezy in its tone, he feels. And again, he's he's a super soldier. Like he's. RoboCop in this movie, like he is as silly as these movies ever gotten. Yeah, and yet the way he plays it is very straightforward, and not—it's not that he's like taking it super seriously, but there's something grounded about. It. Like he feels like a soldier's, like, "Hey, I'm doing my job, and you guys are just in my way." It just goes to show Idris. Like we know how great of an actor mm-hmm. he is. Like just go watch Beasts of No Nation if you haven't, which is on Netflix, which shows like his his like a range, but also just the fact that um he. He just loves having fun with these kinds of movies, yeah. you know? He loves genre movies. Mm-hmm. I think Marvel Studios realized how big of a mistake it was giving Idris Elba a role in the universe as Heimdall in the Thor movies. Yeah. Like, when they realized, like... Yeah, yeah. that that's was... That's why I'm glad It's great that he's in the role. Well, before he died. He's great to be in the role, but the issue is is that you got Idris Elba. This man is... He, he should lead franchises. Yeah of his own so it's like uh they definitely regret that and now he's gonna be in suicide squad too with james uh, gunn james gunn in the direction um he's not gonna be playing deadshot he's gonna be playing a new character now they're rewriting which gives the idea that maybe idris elba and will smith will appear in a movie together in the watch future. him actually just play, be, so. be playing uh brixton in that movie like he's already like a super villain brixton. he might as well <laughs> Well, the, uh, the whole thing with him being Black Superman. Actually, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now, and it has him credited as Brixton Lore slash Black it does. Superman. Who, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Some that's great. Black Superman I love whoever did that. You know, and you also have Black Adam in there, too. Um, yeah. Which, <laughs> the, oh, <boy>. the, the <laughs> crossovers are insane already. Yeah, he, he just so shows up that. in Suicide Squad but as like, a cat. 
but tip cat <laughs> so now we're gonna now we're gonna get into sorry we were laughing through this whole thing this is so delightful but now we're gonna get into the spoiler filled discussion if you could call it spoiler filled since the trailer revealed uh, so it yes, all but so still so it turns out the time stone was actually in uh here the whole time <laughs> here's the spoiler filled discussion now okay. so um yeah not e- okay i would say not even a right. spoiler or whatever but then but there's a moment when like when they go to samoa and you see like uh, hobbs's family and the first person you see is Cliff Curtis. I had to sit back for a second and go, okay, in all seriousness, what ethnicity is this man? Because I have seen Cliff Curtis play literally every single race that isn't yeah. white. I've seen him play uh, Latino. I've he played play Jesus. Indian, I've seen him play Arabic. Now he's playing Samoan. Yeah. And so I had to look this up after. And yes. he's Maori. So, he, like, he, so this is like the closest to like his yeah. actual ethnicity. Got range. Like, yeah, another like, he, like another example. He, another example. Like, he's man, played Jesus. So it's like uh <laughs> exactly, but the fact the fact that this is the closest that he's come outside of like him playing actual Paul, uh, like Maori characters that I would go, I don't buy this. Something's yeah. wrong here. Uh, that's just indicative <laughs> of the industry, obviously. So like, uh, we're, we're, we need we need to change so that. It, obviously, it, it speaks to yeah, it speaks to the industry, but also how good he is in those other it is. roles. It's true. He's a great really character is. actor. You know. So we're gonna now uh, and like even here he doesn't. Now really we're gonna actually job. discuss. Uh, our spoiler-filled thoughts, if there are any, on Hobbs and Shaw. So if you have not seen Hobbs and Shaw, go right now. Which, by the way, if you see it in theaters, you might be able to see the trailer for Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenet. Which, I didn't see it in theaters, sadly. It wasn't in my screening. I got to see it. But I saw the leaked version of it, and it's my... It's my most anticipated movie of next year, for obvious mm-hmm. reasons, Christopher Nolan. But also, John David Washington looks fantastic in mm-hmm. that role. So, uh, anyways, here's going to be our spoiler fill. Did you see that trailer, by the way, uh, Shaquille? I didn't get it. I was mad as hell. I that saw I the didn't leak on Reddit, but it's a great, it's a great teaser. I can't wait. But um, now our spoiler-filled thoughts on Hobbs and Shaw are about to begin right now. Okay, so um, let's talk about those cameos real quick. Those surprise There's cameos some good that ones. came out of nowhere. I will, starting off with. I would say they come completely out of nowhere because yeah. the director. Oh right, right, right. Well. Here's the thing. They both co- they both are sort of out of nowhere, well, but they're also so okay, not well, out of nowhere for the exact reasons. Like mm-hmm. with the, with, with yes. Ryan Reynolds, that one is because obviously he has a relationship mm-hmm. with David Leach with Deadpool and everything. And I'll say that I liked it, but then the more he, they brought him back, especially in those mid right. post credits, you still make me yeah. on my nerves. Know. That's just because I love but, Ryan. Yeah, it was because he appears at the pancake. Then, then after that, I was like, the pancake okay. restaurant, like when um uh. Hobbs is with his daughter, and then you hear the voice. Wait, the second no. you hear that voice, you're is like, that, okay, and then there he appears. He <laughs> yeah, close your eyes. It's the it's the but, the, but yeah. the second cameo with Kevin Hart on the airplane. Sorry, that saying, is random. Yeah, so yeah, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. I understood yeah. he was there because him and the Rock. Yeah, they've done like three movies like together. BFFs. Yeah, friends, friends. And that scene is had me cracking up. So like, this is the funniest yeah. Kevin Hart has been we, in yeah, a long time. It's fun because third, you need their third dude. Yeah, it was great seeing him in there. That was a nice, uh, refreshing surprise because it was just, it was in the scene where um, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, they were just bickering over, like, simple stuff, you know, and, like, how he was even teasing, like, hey, you know, if uh, your sister wants to climb this mountain, I'll let her climb Over and over and over. Um, Yeah, Hattie, you know, but, uh, so that was a surprise, though. uh, Uh, Alan, is there any... One other little cameo. Well, it's, I guess, an extended cameo. Speaking of the director, uh, Eddie Marzen shows up, who I love. He oh, shows right, up as right. the, uh, the big yeah. scientist dude who's worked with David Leach two times, Atomic Blonde and uh, yeah. Deadpool 2. 
Uh, so was, I didn't know he was in the right. movie. So that was a nice. I mean, obviously, no, it's not as flashy. Him as, with the with the flamethrower. Yes. yes. When he was using the flamethrower. Uh, so yeah, maybe not as flashy as like, Ryan funny Reynolds or uh, Kevin Hart. But you know, I still just like seeing him. Yeah. I love him. It's still fun because it's like um, it's cool that we've had two movies in a row that have had a certain ca- one of the cameo character use a flamethrower. One of the cameo I forgot. Um, <laughs> Rob Delaney, Peter from Deadpool Two. Oh shows yeah, yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> that was out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, it t- it took me a minute because he first, didn't have the mustache. At first, so I was like, tell, "But yeah, that is, is that? Peter from familiar. Deadpool 2, Rob Laney. Yeah, which is that, cute. That's what threw me yeah. off. Yeah, which by the way, like um, uh, this will be a little beyond, but um, you know, there's the there was a voice in the movie that uh, that they were gonna get a certain actor to play the role, but they couldn't because of yeah. uh, reasons or whatever. I heard you know? about that, but uh. So, um, Shaquille, I don't know if you knew this, but um, the Edeon director, the one behind the whole thing for Bricks and Lore, they were trying to get Keanu Reeves, John Wick himself. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I thought, because people, there was was a big rumor about that where people were like, oh, he's on the cast list, he's on IMDb, like, he must be in there, and I'm like... I don't mm-hmm. buy it, and I don't look at those. The movie comes out, yeah. I see right. the movie see, again. Yeah, but um, apparently because of the whole connection, they did try to get him on, you know. But um, it, it didn't it didn't work out, and um, the character just appears in a voice only, but it's an undisclosed see, actor. So they said in a future film, they will cast this. this I would have loved and perhaps it. Perhaps it might if be there Keanu. was no actor, no person behind it. It's just Hal. It's just like some rogue AI that's like gonna take over the world because he might as well at this point. <laughs> Which, by the way, like the whole plot. It's basically Fallout, Mission yeah. Impossible Fallout. It's, it's a little, it's a little Fallout, a little. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hell, Vanessa yeah. Kirby no, might be playing know, her same character. You mentioned <laughs> Fallout. Uh, the whole plot revolves around a deadly disease is going to wipe out the world, and then the female lead injects it into herself to save the world. This is the plot of Mission Impossible Two. So not just two, Fallout. Yeah, this two. Is, this yeah. is almost the plot for two. Hey, hey, hey! No, oh, <laughs> you watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> two is a masterpiece. <laughs> Uh, Mission Impossible it does. I'm, I, I don't like it. I don't like I, it. I'm gonna log off now. It's been a good time recording. <laughs> you are literally the second person. There are the dozens of us. Dozens. Who likes that movie? Okay. Okay. David Cross. <laughs> All right. But like. But yeah. Like. Uh, but yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Like it's it's what you expect. But what I love about it is that it does embrace how wacky mm. the next be- yeah. the next step it was gonna be. I mean, they show the scene in the trailer in the first teaser. But I still got giddy with that whole scene where um, Idris kidnaps uh, Vanessa Kirby and they're going down the the skyscraper mm-hmm. yes. as um oh yeah yeah no it, it's great like the, the thing is the best co- the best comedic parts are the parts where yeah. they're having just little yes. gigs at just each like other like that face. but like there's like when they're when they're electrocuting exactly, each there's, other but there's certain like when moments, they're getting electrocuted yeah there's certain moments yeah but there's certain moments just like um what was it. That part where essentially, yeah, they are just essentially having the dozens together where they're just like, oh, you know what? I hate, I hate your face. Yeah. Whatever. Those ones I was not as big a fan of because they just the writing mm-hmm. just didn't feel there. Like right. the comedy, like as great as they could deliver it, the writing itself was just like, this is just kind of like 12 year olds, but not as funny. Sure. As I can see that. It, it did kill me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like the it parts where it we, hits, we, it yeah, really like hit. I, I have a thing for just voice. dumb puns. Oh, Harry Potter voice. But I have a thing for dumb puns, and there's two particular dumb puns that are used. Like one in particular where they have to use disguises because obviously they're now mo- oh. they're on the wanted <laughs> list. You know. Well, we can say it, dude. The spoiler section. Yeah, like, we can Mike Oxmall. I love Mike Oxmall. Oh. You know, like that's what they use for Hobbs. <laughs> it's Mike. Every time you can say it's, it's Michael. Michael. That cracked me. Mike Oxmall. 
And then at the very end in the mid credit scene, uh, when they use the alias for um, uh, Statham's character Shaw, it's it's Hugh Janus, you know. <laughs> and then somebody shows up as uh, Amanda Hug and Kiss. Man, like that's. A- I will also say. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I'll say there's also one other thing that I'm disappointed by, but that's just me as a wrestling fan. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns oh, right, is in right, this right. movie, and they don't let him do anything. The only thing they let he, him do, no, they don't give him a single line. line of dialogue. All he does is just look cool, but they let him do a Samoa job, and they let him do a spear, and they let him do the <laughs> ooh-wah, and I was so yeah. glad about that. I wish I wish they let him actually yeah. do more, but yeah. Yeah, man, you have Roman there. He's so good. That, that's that's the thing. Like um, the the elements when they bring in like really great like um either WWE personalities, wrestlers, or like martial artists. They definitely underuse them historically in this franchise, which I hope they improve upon with like Fast and Furious Nine. Listen, I am always, I am always a sucker for a wrestler mm-hmm. using their actual wrestling moves oh, yeah, in a movie. Yeah. Always. So that's, <laughs> that's the thing. You're the, yeah, you're the wrestling yeah. fanatic here, so that's that's fun and all. Uh, but um. Any closing thoughts before um, we briefly touch on like maybe the future of the franchise or even this element of the franchise? Because I think they're trying to make it their own spin-off fra- sub-franchise mm-hmm, pretty much. <laughs> within the Fast and Furious. Because I, I think it's safe to say Dwayne Johnson's yeah. not going to come back for any of the actual family movies, nah. quote-unquote. Nah. Oh, no, dude. Listen, they were... They... <laughs> Like, Vin is so sick of The Rock that he got yeah. another wrestler to replace him. He got John Cena. And of course it's John time. Cena that he'd get. <laughs> John, the thing is, John Cena and The Rock had yeah. years mm-hmm. ago, like real legitimate beef. Yeah. They've settled, but just mm-hmm. it's just so funny when you think about it. Just in, how like, petty it is, yeah. Like every, dude, dude, everything is wrestling. Everything in life is a yeah. wrestling story. Yeah, that's why when people always considered the idea of, because like, John Cena was considered to play Shazam at one point. Mm. And the idea of him and The Rock facing off each other as Shazam and Black Adam would have been interesting, you know? <laughs> Oh, I would have been great theory. That. I mean, but I'm not. I'm not mad about Zachary <laughs> mm-hmm. Levi, who I think is perfect in that role. But uh, you guys have any closing thoughts? Um, no, just a really, really fun movie. This is basically uh, yeah. a modern day version of Tango yes. and Cash, and yes. it works about as well as Tango and Cash yeah. does. And uh, Alan, you have any closing uh, thoughts? Just in general, again, just a really fun movie. Again, I compared to the other Fast and Furious, it's much more kind of breezy, lighthearted, a bit more wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So maybe if you're like a hardcore, like if you really love kind of the soapy, straight-facedness of the Fast movies, this might not be your jam. But I found it really charming and fun. Uh, again, as to where it goes in the future, uh, we'll see. Uh, but for this one, no, I found this to be <laughs> just really fun and kind of breezy and a little long. It's definitely a little shaggy in spots. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be breezy well, more so, like, like two yeah. hours does and it have to, minutes. Does it have to be two hours and 15 minutes? Like, if it was at a, a good 120 yeah. or 115 might even be yeah. better, it'd be, like, yeah. great. Dude, but, like, yeah. It doesn't help that, like, even waiting for the credits. Yeah. Because I was waiting on the post-credits. They were long. They're, lo- they're as long as, like, horrible long. credits. The only thing that made it Also, they're not good at really specifying, like, oh, you have to stay here because um, there are typical credits, yeah. and then it's like, oh, another scene comes yeah. up. You know, so it's like... A, but also, one thing I did love was that yes! he just has yes! a villain song yes! where he's yes! rapping yes! about him that. being the villain. It's amazing. I heard that in credits. I was just like, yes, yeah. this has happened. I turned to my friend. I'm like, that's Idris. This is hell. This is happening. I was like, there's no way it's him. And then he mentioned a lyric about like his, like how he has those no, superpowers I had heard about and shit. It. I, was I had like, heard about no, it beforehand. And that's I was like, really oh, that's him. right. We're about to be Man. blessed. I need to listen to it on its own now. I need to check Spotify or something. 
It's I was completely cold, but that that I lit up when that, I that, found uh, out. I suppose when, that's a yeah. preview for what we're gonna get with cats. <laughs> Don't remind me. You know what? Thanks for having me on. You know, I'm, I think I'm gonna head out now. <laughs> you know, Shaquille, Shaquille, you're gonna join me, Alan, and Ted yes. when we're gonna have a spoiler-filled roundtable discussion cats. on cats. Yes. Oh, listen, I'm gonna watch. Like I've never done streams, <laughs> but I'll do. I'll watch the movie on streams and I'll do that review. Jason on Derulo. Yep. <laughs> that is the most cur- literally. The I will say this: most of all the actors in that movie, <laughs> Andrews looks the best. Like he gets to look because he's got that like cool outfit and that pimp walk. Like he he comes out looking okay. He's a cat daddy. <laughs> he's also the one I'm like the most. Why are you yeah. here? It's because he, he spends a lot of it in shadows. Anyways. So you don't have to see him that much. You don't have to see like his freakish proportions or whatever. But um, yeah. Yeah. To to quote Jesus and Marrow, they also said when they saw the amount of people, like, "Yo, did y'all miss your car payment or what?" Yeah, but anyways, those. So for one, thank you guys for appearing. Those were our thoughts on the Fast and Furious franchise and their newest film, Hobbs and Shaw. Um, before we uh, go away, um, I just want to say thank you, uh, Shaquille, in particular, for um, joining us on this podcast. This was probably the most fun I've had thank so you, far, <laughs> recording with any of my friends. Dude. So. This- this podcast, like, this was just so Delightful. much fun to do. I love talking about Fast and Furious and any excuse I have. That to and also just it, spending time with so you. It's been a while talking to you. Like, it's it's cool. Yeah, man. Dude, mm-hmm. we, yeah, no, we need to talk yeah. more often Like, hopefully again. in the future, all of us, a bunch, along with a lot of other friends of ours, we will finally meet in person someday. Because I know you've met a bunch of our mutual friends. It's only a matter of time before you meet yeah, us. Because they, yeah, because they show up down here for the <laughs> they always Film show Festival. Up. Y'all yeah. need to do that, too. I'd love too. to, but, you know, like, money is yeah. tight. But in the future, we will meet up, and I can't wait. First of all, though, you have a podcast of your own. What would you like to plug? Dude. <laughs> I have a fun. I have one. I have multiple. multiple. There's a professional yes. here. <laughs> Social media podcast. What do you like to plug? Okay, so my main one that you can follow me on is sequels. It's sequels with an extra e, where we joke around uh, direct-to-video sequels to popular and not so popular movies. We just recently put yes. out an episode about Critters Three because it stars Leonardo DiCaprio in his feature film <laughs> debut. Um, we talk a lot about a lot of Disney classics, really terrible horror movies, and really terrible action movies. Uh, so you can find that anywhere on pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts and all social medias at sequels at sequels with an extra e um, at the beginning. Uh, you can also find me over on oneofus.net where I help co-host a bunch of stuff like the Screener Squad, the Breakfast Pub, Eye on the Prize, and a bunch of various podcasts over there. And if you like the stuff over there, you know, consider giving a dollar or two. Actually, subscribing is just two dollars a month, and you get a bunch of extra podcasts and a lot of extra good stuff. I cannot recommend. And you have a Twitter and an Instagram or anything you want to follow? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my own personal (laughs) stuff. Yes. (laughs) Shaq Excellence. That's S H A K Excellence. You can find that as my handle on all social. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Uh, Shaquille. (laughs) So much, dude. (laughs) And Alan, of course. Thank you. Um, but uh, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, normally, I have to chew my uh, friend's ear off about Fast and Furious stuff, and they hate me for it. So I'm glad they actually talk about it like in a somewhat more professional setting. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, so you wanted to plug in your – you have Alan Gunn Art on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Yeah, usual obviously. spiel. Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook. Do you think you can you can draw Shaquille and I and you as Hobbs Shaw and Idris Elba? <laughs> I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. Um, But yeah, I do have... Are you Hobbs or am I Hobbs? Or are you Shaw or am I Shaw? I'm bald, so I'm either one, I guess. (laughs) Um, But I'm a bit more shaved, so I'll say I'm Statham. 
Um, but <laughs> okay, I'll be the rock. You're welcome. I've been working out a little too You're much welcome. lately, so um, maybe. but no. <laughs> See, life there you go. Out. Life um, works out. But yeah, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and Instagram uh, at Alan Gun Art. Uh, I've been a little behind lately, just you know things come up, but uh, hopefully soon I'll be able to get back into right. it. But yeah, uh, I post art and general stuff there, so go give it a look. See if you fancy. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Alan. Thank you, Shaquille. I am Noah, host of the Blank Green Canvas podcast. And um, at the moment, uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be an official, official episode coming next week. I'm still trying to play it by ear and all. I might just do a quick little review here and there, which is the benefit of having a podcast called the Blank Green Canvas. It lets me do whatever I want. So we'll see what happens there. But I will guarantee you, if I don't return within the next few weeks, you will get an episode sometime in September on It Chapter 2 and guests will be to be determined for that one because um, I have school coming up, so I'm going to be a little busy with this coming semester. But um, stay tuned either way. Once again, thank you guys for appearing, and thank you listeners for supporting the Blank Green Canvas podcast throughout this entire summer. I've had a great time recording this with a bunch of friends talking about a lot of the great movies, TV shows that have been coming out each week. That's the thing about summer. Franchises always dominate everything, so it's easy to kind of have a podcast discussion on those on a weekly basis. So keep coming back. Uh, Stay tuned for more updates. And just to wrap it all up, I am Noah, host of the Blank Green Canvas podcast, and I will see you soon. Family. Family. Family.